This is sports. 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 With a capital F. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is sports with a capital F. Generals. Welcome to the Sports with a Capital F podcast. I am Graham, and it's time for the Sports with a Capital F podcast. Again, I'm used to doing these by myself and doing Graham Sunday Address. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I uh, thought that's what I was doing now, but I'm not. This is a regular old episode of the old Sports with a Capital F podcast. How's everybody doing out there? I certainly hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining me. As always, thank you for listening. Um, and thank you to those of you who turned into my 100th episode, the 100th episode of the Sports with a Capital F podcast. I had a good time. I interviewed my dad. I will uh, accept the criticism that it may have seen a bit dry, but this is my podcast and I wanted to do something special for episode 100. So I have my old man on bite me. Um, moving forward, I got some calls to take and uh, a little bit of sports stuff which I know is surprising, but <clears throat> if you're looking for something hysterical in the sports world to go check out, I recommend you go take a look at a video of Warren Sapp being served a subpoena to appear in civil court. Uh, he's being sued by some woman who says he hurt her at a Super Bowl party in 2015. Inconsequential, the man was served his papers at an autograph signing event by someone pretending to be an autograph seeker. They even, if you watch the video, they even stand there and smile and take a picture with Warren Sapp. And then he pulls out an envelope and Warren Sapp thinks he's about to sign something. And the guy's like, bam, you've been served. Uh, probably if you just Google Warren Sapp gets served, you will uh, be privy to that hysterical video and, it also made me think that that's sort of a hysterical aspect. It's a very funny aspect of American law, which I, I am assuming dates back to the Magna Carta era um, precedent of tag your it. Because it is funny that like in order to be served court papers, someone has to hand you the papers. So there's something inherently funny about them trying to come up with clever ways to do it. And this gentleman uh, who served Warren Sapp, I wish I knew his name because he certainly deserves recognition, pretended to be an autograph seeker at an event. And I went, bing, here you go. It makes me wonder, though, if it's not just because we live in the social media age and just because of the Internet that we were all privy to that video. I wonder if other sports athletes had been served in that way in the past. I should have researched that before the podcast, but now I gave you something fun to do with your time. Instead of arguing on the internet about nonsense, you can really expand your brain and look up funny ways athletes have been served. Like you wonder if like Chipper Jones was served his court documents by, uh, that Hooters waitress. Um, by someone pretending to be someone seeking an autograph. Maybe it has happened before. Maybe that gentleman was super clever. I don't want to take anything from him because whether it's happened before or not, it's the first time I saw it and it was super, super funny. Um, and also, you may be watching this podcast and going, man, Graham, you seem like you're in a really good mood. 
and you really seemed not have very many negative things to say. And you would be right. You may say, Graham seems excited about something. And you are right. I'm excited about the arrival of you, Darvish, um, at Chicago Cubs spring training. I think it's a big addition. You can judge for yourself. Um, but to all the all the Cubs haters who turn in, tune into this podcast, there you have it. Um, I was a bit concerned. There was a freeze in free agency. Didn't look like anybody was going anywhere. Still tons of guys without jobs, uh, Major League Baseball players without jobs right now. But the Cubs filled the slot that needed to be filled. I like the way it looks. I'm excited to see them break camp. And I won't bore you with much more of my admiration for the Chicago Cubs and their new starting pitcher, Hugh Darvish, you know. Because if you are a fan of another team, you may say, you're excited about spring training? Well, that's easy for you to say. Like, why you? Anyway, um, so I'm going to spare you much more pain and suffering. And I'm going to get to some calls. Thank you to everyone who called in to the Sports with a Capital F hotline at 847-665-9238. Remember, if you happen to hear this and you have anything on your chest that you'd like to get off, hit us up, 847-665-9238. I received a good deal of calls, and I'm really happy about that. Thank you to all the listeners who called in. I will eventually play everyone's message. But I am going to try to uh, make my life easier from here here and there by, uh, you know, taking maybe two, maybe three calls an episode, you know, just to help me stay on track. Because if you've listened to this podcast before, you already know that's an issue. And um, I actually had a, the first couple of calls I want to take are actually sports related. Here is one from Brandon who called in on the episode before last and I certainly appreciate his patronage. And uh, he had an issue where he saw an old man's wedding tackle while he was just trying to perform his job. Um, but it sounds like he's over that and he has a sports question. Let's check in with Brandon. Yo, this is Brandon from the North Side. Now the Bulls question. So last year, the Bulls were probably a better team than they are now. But this year, they're way more enjoyable to watch. Do you think that Fred Hoiberg has saved his job? All right, thank you, Brandon, for that call. And for those of you who don't know, Brandon is the brother of one of the co-hosts of this program, Fleeski, um, who, by the way, is expecting. I mean, he's not pregnant. Because now that would be red-letter news. If Flea was pregnant, that would be huge. This podcast would blow up if I had a pregnant man at my disposal for exploitation on the podcast. But no, his old lady is praying. He's working a lot. I'm going to try to work out new days to have him on. Obviously, nothing but love to General Fleeski. Uh, but he's going to be a busy man because having a kid's a huge, uh, huge responsibility. And you know who would know about that? His older brother, Brandon, who has plenty of kids who didn't ask about that. He asked about the Bulls. Um, he's saying that the Bulls are more enjoyable to watch this year despite the fact that maybe last year they were a better team. And what I'll say about the Bulls is, uh, you know, they blew, when the Bulls had a good team that challenged the Cavs, the Bulls were blown up. I mean, that's a fact. 
They blew up that team. They made a bunch of weird personnel decisions. And I'm definitely someone where, like, if your team gets to the cusp of a championship, you don't go in and, like, completely retool. And that's basically what they did. Which, you know, leads me to my LeBron conspiracy that if you challenge LeBron in the East, your team is going to be blown up. I mean, if you look at what's recently gone on with LeBron's team, you know, everybody's got a new job. You know, almost everybody he played with has a new job now because it was either an issue of controlling the guys or, you know, I actually have a call about it. So I'm not going to get into that too hard right this second. But I think that's the deal with the Bulls was that when they had a good team, that was also the Joakim Noah era Bulls were, were fun to watch, especially when Derrick Rose was healthy both times. But do I think Fred Hoiberg saved his job? You know, Brandon, I don't know. I think, you know, and to be honest, you would be someone I would defer this question to, but I think that Fred Hoiberg... You know, he got that job because, in my opinion, he was replacing a coach who didn't have a problem challenging LeBron. You know, I just, I, there's, there's something in the back of my head that's very conspiracy theory ish. And when I watch the Bulls play today, I'm like, that is the result of the NBA blowing up the Chicago Bulls to help LeBron James. You know, they couldn't. They couldn't stop playing and then get rid of Joakim Noah fast enough after they realized that him hating LeBron wasn't an act because God forbid, right, that it's entertaining or fun to watch. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's hard to say. I think it's going to depend on at the end of this season, I think it's going to depend on who they lay the blame on, right? Like if the team doesn't play well and there's not enough bright spots, and they decide that Fred Hoiberg's the guy who's going to fall on the sword, then they'll get rid of him. You know, I don't have, I don't, I really have an affinity for Hoiberg. You know, I just really, I don't, I don't feel like, uh, I feel like him leaving will be a good or a bad thing. I'm sort of indifferent to it. So that's my take on that. I mean, I appreciate the Bulls question. And I know for most listeners, this is a very Chicago centric podcast especially when it's just me but you know it's my podcast so there um but on in basketball news and actually sort of excellently transitioning from the thing i was talking about earlier (laughs) which i guess doesn't really qualify as a transition uh i got a call in then i'll you know what? i'm just gonna let the call kind of speak for itself and then we'll discuss it after so first of all first time caller uh long time listener you already know what it is. You already know what it is. I just want to say, fuck LeBron James, okay? First of all, he's a ring-chasing bitch, and he's trying to get people on the Cavaliers now. Is that the name of Cavaliers? The Cleveland Cavaliers? Yeah, he's trying to get people on the Cavs now that he can control because he's a control freak. And, you know, he's not winning now, so he's in panic mode. That's why they traded away half their fucking team to please him. You know what? Fuck him. He's still going to leave anyway. Because he's a ring-chasing bitch. Yep. Can't stay in one place. And then every time that somebody comes up, you bring LeBron James up, and the, the fact that he ring-chases to a hardcore bronze sexual, as I call him, then they can't come, they, they, they can never explain why he chases rings. They just say, well, you know, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, they didn't build a team around him in uh, Cleveland, so he had to leave. And, uh, you know, uh, fuck them and fuck LeBron James, fuck bronze sexuals. Fuck the state of uh, the, the 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 city of Cleveland, 
and it's just one big ass shithole. Okay, that's a cesspool. That's all I gotta say. I'll probably call back later because you know shit just pisses me off. You know, and the ostriches are definitely coming for us. But I'll save that for another uh, call. Whatever. All right, and that call coming from one Mr. Tony Baltimore, a.k.a. Tony Wall. You can uh, see him on episode 96 of this podcast. And also, don't forget to check out his new podcast called Pod Caviar, wherever you get podcasts. It's very good. He's he's doing very well. But on to, uh, I wouldn't really call that a question. I would just call that a statement of fact. Uh, A lot of good stuff he touched on there that I had a lot of trouble not running into uh, when I was answering Brandon's question about the Bulls, but definitely LeBron James is, uh, he's unlikable, to be honest. I mean, obviously the man himself, sure, I'm sure he does plenty of wonderful things. But if we're just talking about basketball, it's been kind of unpleasant. You know, he's, he's given us a lot of great moments of watching him play, but his uh, ability to handle the uh the pressure he put on himself by sort of proclaiming himself to to being the greatest basketball player who's ever lived or whatever it's it gets old it gets very old and i'm just going to without going too deep into it i'm just going to say that tony's absolutely correct pretty much everything he said is absolutely right and it's difficult to explain sort of those intangible reasons why you're not a huge LeBron fan. Cause I like watching him play the game. I like basketball. I like watching LeBron play. That's a very simple thing to do, but it's also possible to watch him play and be like, eh, your legacy's a bit wishy-washy and you know, you've, you definitely shut it down at crunch time several times in your career, which Mike never did. But if you talk to people who genuinely believe that LeBron James is a better player than Michael Jordan, like he said, it's like talking to a wall, you know, these are like a lot of these people I run into who love LeBron are grown men who I know, I don't even suspect. I know they just sit around all day fantasizing about LeBron James car breaking down in front of their house. And then he like knocks on the door and he's like, Oh, it's raining and cold out here. I'm LeBron James. You mind if I come in? And they're like, yeah, let's get you out of those wet clothes. And then you know where that goes. I just feel like people's who, and and it makes me clown the institution of LeBron even harder. Cause I run into these adult men who are clearly sitting around thinking about that. That's definitely the case. Right? Like it is possible to sort of objectively enjoy a sports guy. And none of the people I talk to are people from Cleveland. Like I know if I, if I know a hundred people who are like blind LeBron supporters, zero of them are from Cleveland. Zero. Okay. And all of them were Miami heat fans. And during the finals, they would say, we, 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 and I'm like, dude, you're from Jackson, Mississippi, or you're from Fresno, California. What are you talking about? We It's very silly. That's a very silly aspect of the NBA too, is that people just be, are a fan of a player and then that's it. And then that's their team until that player goes somewhere else. It's very silly. And then it's the epoch of silliness when you meet people and like, Oh, you like basketball? Who's your team? And they're like, LeBron. I mean, they might as well just say my team's LeBron. 
right? I don't know. Because if someone's like, I was a Kobe Bryant fan, I know what team they liked. If you're like, I'm a LeBron James fan, I'm like, are you a, are you a Heat fan? Are you a Cavs fan? Are you a Cavs fan twice? Did you have to go buy a new LeBron James jersey because you burned one of them? You know, it just it doesn't uh, it just doesn't compute for me. It's very silly. <sighs> LeBron. Anyway, now you have my take on that. I know I had another call. Oh yes. So again, thank you to everyone who called. I really do appreciate the calls. They give me something to blather about. Um, I do want to say before I get into this last call, because this is where I'm going to close the podcast out, is after this call. I did receive another call from the gentleman who asked that very, very important question about classifying plus-size models. He has some more very entertaining thoughts on that, and I will get to that on the Sunday episode. But I have been blithering for quite a while now, so I'm going to close this out. We'll get to some more other calls on the Sunday address, but I did want to play this call uh, before I got out of here. Hello, Cap F Sports World. King Bo Christ, again. And I'll get straight to the point this time. I wanted to know, what do you do, Graham, when you're not feeling inspired? When you wake up and you're like, ah, I don't know. Do I, do I talk about the same old shit? Do I try to come up with something new? When you're just you're not feeling it. You are probably the one of the most consistent podcasts that I've seen other than Joe Rogan to really just keep knocking out, cranking out episodes. So, you know, I come to you for the answer. What do you do when you're just not feeling it as a podcaster? Or maybe, you know, everyone can apply this to their every their, their everyday life when you're just not feeling going to school, you're just not feeling going to work. What What pushes you to keep going? We need answers. All right. Thank you, sir. That is King Bo Christ of the I Say That to Say This podcast that you can get from anywhere you get podcasts with a very good question, you know. Um, and I'm going to get a little philosophical about doing the podcast because it is weird, right? And I certainly appreciate the uh, comparison to Joe Rogan. I've always thought me and Joe Rogan were clearly doing the same thing twice a week. Um but seriously, though, I do appreciate that. And I do appreciate that he appreciates my uh, consistency, right? Because that is, you know, I do put work into this podcast. As silly as it looks or as uh, ramshackle as it may sound, this is something I put effort into. I do try to gather things to talk about that aren't. And I also try to trend away from topics that everyone's blithering about because you can get that information anywhere. And that's why I don't get into like statistics or like doing that weird thing sports podcasts do where they try to predict the future. I just kind of want to, you know, I just want to talk. I'm sort of venting. I'm sort of speaking to the listeners. When I have a guest, I'm just trying to have a little conversation. Um, but I do. I approach it with a, you know, reasonable amount of effort, all things considered. So I definitely appreciate Kingbo Christ for recognizing that. Um, and all my listeners who are regular listeners, but to answer his question, I don't know. I'm on, I would say my level of inspiration is so low that any amount of inspiration will get me out of bed. Right. Cause I start from like sort of the bottom every day, you know, to like, like Louis CK said, you know, you kind of wake up every day 
And then you like download into your body and you're like, oh, I'm this guy and I got to go do this guy's stuff. It can be, it can be brutal. So, you know, if anything, the podcast is what inspires me. You know, I feel it gives me sort of something to do. It gives me a sense of purpose, you know, and this, and this podcast is never, you know, obviously it would be wonderful, but like the goal of this podcast is never been I've never had the delusion that like oh a million people are going to listen to this podcast a year after I start doing it that's unrealistic you know I I do this podcast with about 10 or 15 people in mind and I would continue doing this podcast for those people forever you know so my inspiration to continue doing the podcast I guess isn't really to try to reach a mass audience it's kind of to try to reach a small audience and hopefully that can grow into a larger audience and a larger audience could potentially find something enjoyable about this podcast is the power rankings. Is it calling in on the hotline? All of those things, you know, and I have my podcast schedule is pretty regimented, you know, and I just do it. Um, and I don't, and I don't mind social media either. Really. Sometimes I do the, to joke about stuff, but I think probably the worst thing someone could do if they're doing a small podcast would be to, you know, talk about exactly the same thing that everyone else is talking about, right? Because that's, that's, you're generally talking about some, something that by the time someone gets to your podcast, they've read about it. They've seen all the posts, you know, I intentionally try to avoid social media uh, unless I'm volunteering for it. I have no notifications on my phone involving social media. Um, I hi- If I see a post and it like bothers me or makes me get all weird internet angry, I'll just hide it, you know, because it doesn't do me any good. And sometimes I just get on social media to like say the opposite thing that someone else said. And then I turn my phone off and they freak out like they're like, that's a real place, you know? So I try to stay out of social media, especially for, uh, you know, podcast topics, unless it's something that not a lot of people are picking up on. Like I was started this podcast with that Warren Sapp thing. That's that. I thought that was hysterical. There was way more awful shit in the news and in sports news today that I could have talked about, but I felt like that was, you know, sort of light. So those are the things that inspire me and the podcast itself inspires me, you know, and I just try to kind of, you know, I kind of try to stay away from like the grounds that have already been muddied by everyone. No, I'm not even really totally sure I answered your question. I don't know. I just, I just keep doing it. I enjoy, I really enjoy doing it. I really appreciate the people that listen to it. And I'm totally content if that number is 10, you know what I mean? Like if I, if I make a good podcast, like if I, if I get good enough at doing podcasts, more people will listen and you know that's sort of the bottom line. Instead of searching and trying to find what do well, what do people like? Like, you know, am I you know, beating myself up about it? I just keep doing, you know, because even if it's not good now, eventually it will have to be, right? If I practiced playing the guitar every day for an hour for five years, I would get better. You know, you can go back and listen to episode one of this podcast. I've clearly gotten better, and it's baby steps. You know, but I guess. I, I guess in some ways it's just, you know, I'm not necessarily chasing a dream. I just enjoy doing this and I hope people enjoy listening to it. And, 
more specifically, you shouldn't feel that way. You have a very good podcast. Um, I think maybe if you spend X amount of time on social media, though, it's going to start beating you down. I think you're going to start, you know, I think it, I think in, inherently it makes you kind of intellectually chase your own tail. Like, ah, oh, what's my take on this? Nah, 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 nah. You know, it's, uh, I think it's damaging. I think it's, you have a great, you have a great podcast. You have an, you have access to interesting guests that I'm incredibly jealous of. And, uh, you know, just, just do it, you know, just do it. Just, you want to, if you want to do a podcast, just do one. There's nothing holding you back. If you, if you start getting down on yourself or feel like you're chasing your tail, change something, you know, that's what I did. I kind of started feeling that way. So I introduced the Cab F Sports hotline, you know, early on I got that way. So I came up with the power rankings thing, you know, you kind of have to have a hook and you don't want to be like anyone else. I don't want to be barstool sports. You know, I'm not trying to replace one of those things. I'm just trying to do the best sports with a capital F podcast that I can do. And I think you should go out there and do the best. I say that to say this podcast that you can do and don't be afraid to try new things. That's the, I mean, you know, I have no shame though. See, and I'm, and I'm full of shit. That's another thing. This podcast game, you gotta be full of shit. You're a very genuine person. You know, I think that, uh, I don't know. I think, I think maybe if you feel that way, it's probably a good thing, right? Cause you're not just pumping out content. You're, uh, you know, you have a quality over quantity mindset. I just keep doing podcasts because to me, this is part of my process. Like hopefully they get better later. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but I'll keep doing them. And I certainly hope you do too, sir. <laughs> don't stop doing podcasts. You're, you're better at this than I am, sir. Just, you know, just keep, just keep right on doing them and you'll find your way. You know, it's all, it's all a work in progress. We're all works in progress. And, uh, I don't know. I hope I was able to inspire you a little bit, sir. Cause you inspire me every day. Everyone don't forget to check out that. I say that to say this podcast, uh, and yeah, let the podcast inspire you, sir. Let the exercise of making the podcast do the inspiring. The rest of it will come. And I'm sure I have went on way too long. Uh, hopefully, um, my points came across there, cause, but I did want to close with that because I do, I don't know. I don't like to see cracks in that foundation, man. King Will Christ has a really good podcast. Um, and I don't think he's ever going to have any trouble um, making it whatever he envisions it to be. But like everything, it takes practice. And now I am going to practice ending a podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can support this podcast directly by visiting patreon.com slash capfsports or going to capfsports.com and clicking on our Amazon affiliate link. It's in the links menu. You just click on that link and you go to Amazon and you buy your dildos and your uh, spaghetti strainers and your hammers and your socks or whatever you were going to buy. And you just do that normally. It doesn't cost you anything. Nothing weird happens. They don't send me like a screenshot from your laptop camera. Uh, you just do it. And then apparently they kick something back my way. Uh, haven't seen any of that yet, but you know, I'm out here experimenting, son. Thank you again, everyone to be called in to the sports with capital F hotline at eight, four, seven, six, six, five, uh, nine, two, three, eight. Please keep those calls coming. And I will talk to all of you 
very, very soon. Good night, everyone. This is Sports with a capital F. This is Sports. This is Kapital.